Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that, Jim Rutledge. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Mark, I want to get to some of the Packers stuff here. Just wait. What you just said there, yeah. that is an F. Wisconsin football analyst. Oh, your analysis you just... in your take was a big <laughs> That's 100% bad correct. Because... Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. thrilled to be joined by Mark Tauscher. And Mark, uh, right before you joined, uh, Alex Stroh found during the commercial break that Ian O'Connor, a uh, writer for ESPN and New York Post USA Today, has written books about Coach K, Belichick, and Derek Jeter and others, has a new book coming out, and it is called Out of the Darkness, uh, the story of Aaron Rodgers. Will, will that make it into your bookshelf, uh, Mark Tauscher? Yeah, I'll read that. Uh, is it about his last season, or what is the... Yeah. I mean, it's not just about his darkness retreat. It, it, it is. I'd read a whole book it's about, about his darkness the, like, retreat. It's about the last couple of years, so I, I will just read this from the Amazon uh, description. From his controversial COVID stance to his methods of spiritual awake, awakening to his estrangement from his family to his high-profile romances. Ooh. Runs a uh, gambit. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by that. I'll be curious... I'm, I'll be curious how much access he got, and if he if he didn't speak to Rogers about it, I'm not going to be as interested. If I'm being honest, he, he did confirm he had at least one interview with Rogers, so we're good on okay. that end. So yeah, it sounds interesting. Like I, I, I would never be a darkness retreat guy personally, but I, I will read this. Jim, will you? You're twenty. You're twenty three years old. I'm twenty five. I mean, thank you, you a, but yes. Well, you have a lot of life ahead of you. Anytime you say I would never do this, at yeah, but Tausch, Tausch, uh, do you? How well do you think I would do locked in a dark room for multiple days at a time? Like, yeah, think about who is, I am. This is, this is where you're at at this point in your life. Yeah, Mark's who right you on are that. now, it, Jim, you be the you know this, yep. I know this. Where you're at there, and where you're at when you're a 45 year old dude is. Like, I mean, you might as well. You're two different people. I mean, sometimes so, you just want to get away from the kids, Alex. Like, yeah, you but might I just don't think it. I can calm down in a dark room like that. That's just not my my style. I'm I'm way too wired. I don't think ADHD okay. just disappears. You so know? I would say it like this, Mark. Just when it, when when Aaron did it, it's like I get if you if he said he went off to a cabin where there's no cell phone and no power and he was just in the woods and he was just gonna be a mountain man yeah, for I a couple of days. That. I that I would totally wrap my brain around. It's the full on darkness retreat. Where I was like, all right, that's a bridge too far. Far, but it wasn't that far away. It was close. It was just a little too extreme for me. But everyone, sure, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. I think that's what makes him so interesting is that he he does a ton of stuff that nobody else would ever think to do, and I think that's why there's so much intrigue by what he does. He's absolutely intriguing, and uh, I want to transition though to we can use the the uh, scouting combine that apparently Goody seems pretty lighthearted. Made a joke, uh, kind of joked about who when asked about Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Goody really seems like he's feeling really good about himself, and he should. This is, the team outperformed expectations. There's a lot of work in front of them. This is not a, a finished product there. But what do you think will be different about this off season and Goody's approach, and even at the combine? Because it's also I think the combine is great for medicals, uh, confirming what you believed about the athletes, and and also like networking slash like building. You know, trades or talking to agents. So, how do you think this time around will be different for Goody than maybe last year? Or well, the floor? I mean, obviously, obviously, it's going to be you know the the dealing with his current roster and not. I think last year was just a let's just rip it down. Let's 
you know, go young, and hopefully we hit on some draft picks. He's done that, obviously, and uh, there's no doubt his confidence. I mean, he's he's Peacock Strutton, and yeah. he has every right to be Peacock Strutton because he's got his quarterback. He's got a plethora of offensive skill guys that are going to be core players moving forward, and he's got an O-line that's good. So his big challenges are going to be, all right, what are you going to do on the defensive side of the ball? Who are you going to keep? Obviously, with the restructure of Preston mm-hmm. Smith, I didn't think they were going to get rid of him anyways, but he's going to be back for another year. What are they going to do with Devontae Campbell? And now with this new scheme, how much different is he going to look at certain players, how that's going to fit in? Because that is kind of the new, you know, the next level is can he break, can he do it again? Because it's easy to hit on a couple picks. It's easy, you know, what he did last year is not easy, but then to validate it and do it again the next year where you're continuing to build your team now that you have, a bunch of guys that you know moving forward are going to be there, do you take as many swings or do you specifically go for a home run? That's that balancing act that Goody's got to figure out. Yeah, you use the word swing, Tausche, and, and I'm curious, it's been about five years since since Goody's taken a real big swing in free agency to Zadarius Smith back in 2019. Do you anticipate with the championship window open that this is a year he could take a big home run swing in free agency specifically, outside of the draft, obviously? No, I'd be shocked. I mean, okay. I think there's, uh, I think there might be a few guys that if you know if it fits, if it's a safety or you know maybe you know an interior D lineman. I don't know where would you say right now outside of the safety position that you take a big swing because yeah, you have some cash space, but you're going to be paying Jordan Love north of fifty million right. moving forward, and that's going to take a big chunk. So I think they like where they're at. They have all those draft picks. I think if they find someone that they think can be a versatile, impactful defensive player, that would be the only guy. But again, when you get into free agency, the question I always have is, if there, if it's a young core stud of a player, why is he coming to market? That's always the question that I have. And I'm sure Goody's going to look. You have to overpay to do it. I would be shocked if Green Bay did anything in those first day and a half, two days, where all the money is crazy. But in that second tier, if there's somebody that maybe didn't get the big deal that they were hoping for, Maybe they'll look at this Packer team as a young team that's up and coming that you're going to continue to grow with and win with, and maybe that's the position where Goody will snap somebody up. Yeah, I think that's a good point because that's what he's been so good at is those low-risk, high-reward moves versus the high-risk, high-reward moves, right, that I kind of view Zadarius Smith as. So you, you could be right on that, but to answer your question, I would say inside linebacker is the other place I look that I would like him to take a swing, but I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know how, how doable it is slash will he but, really mean, take but, that yeah, chance. It, to your, you know, the question I have is, do you really want to go and get a Devin White or Levante David or some of the guys that are going to be available who are eight, nine years in the league? I know Devin White is a little bit younger, but that's the question you're dealing with and whether or not you, you think Quay Walker is going to be that guy, which I think Green Bay does. Do you go and spend top dollar for somebody that's a little bit older? And do you think that will put you over the top? I just don't think anything I've seen from Brian Gutekunst would lead me to think that is not the route that he's going to go. Uh, the one name that, because uh, like Tampa's a team that if they let a player go, they could just be too far up against the cap. And I'm seeing stories now that uh, Antonio Winfield might not be franchised. Antoine. Antoine, excuse me, Winfield might not be tagged. But um, that would be a guy that I think the yeah, Packers, no 25 years old, expensive, he's though. expensive, but like that's not, a, that's not a guy being cut for performance. That's a guy that Tampa's just hemorrhaging money over the cap that they need to just maybe find some space. So if he hit the market, that's the guy. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's obviously a position that I think Green Bay is going to look to find one of those, you know, gangbuster, uh, playmaking type players. Because when you look around the league in, in today's defense, you need guys that are ball hawks and that can make plays. And you know, I thought Darnell Savage, he obviously had the pick six against Dallas. He dropped the one against San Fran. He put himself in position. I think you need to kind of see what are they going to do with him. Because if they are going to go after a Winfield or someone else of that ilk, and, and I agree with that, except Buda Baker, if he's yeah. available for trade, somebody in that uh, magnitude, then you obviously are going to let Darnell Savage go. I think Green Bay is open to those big moves if it's the right guy. And obviously, Goody is not going to spend a ton of money on somebody 29-plus. But when you're talking about that elevator age of 24 to 29, that's where you would pounce. And if Tampa's up against the cap and they can't pay him, he's obviously proven to be a very good football player for them. Uh, so I had two quick ones. One from a, a fan, but then uh, are you a fan of Kirby Enthusiasm or Robin Hood Men in Tights? Any of these Richard Lewis? Because he passed away today. I wanted to ask if, if you had any thoughts on uh, favorite Richard Lewis movies from the show Kirby Enthusiasm. I feel like that's a show you'd make. Uh, love Kirby Enthusiasm. Not a huge, uh, I don't know a ton of Richard Lewis movies, but I had not heard. I, I see. I saw that he was in a bunch of the Curb episodes. I did not know that he passed. So yes. I, I have not gotten into a ton of his old movies. So, honestly, a weird thing is last week's episode of Curb, he jokes with Larry David of who's going to die first. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, kind of, uh, you know. And, and knowing Larry David, he'll make a joke about that. I know this uh, that show is ending, but you know those guys, uh, they would they would definitely pick and make fun or, or yes. use that to their advantage in their comedic skills because that's just how they roll. Uh, the 920 wants to know if uh, you'd be willing to throw your name in uh, to replace Mark Murphy. Oh, I like that idea. Dude, I, if, uh, let me tell you something. If I was, uh, I would take that job in a New York minute. Absolutely. You'd have it for a long time. 70s, the time you get kicked out, so you, you'd be good. You oh, could, yeah. That is true. Tosh, you could no, win, that, you, you could win like five be, more Super Bowls. That would be a great job, and it's one of those, you know, the, there's obviously the te- people that own teams and have that wealth, but to what Mark Murphy and the, the Packers have set up, and then you saw, I'm sure you guys have talked about, the player grades on the facilities and everything else. And I think one thing you could say stuff about ticket prices and everything else, but one thing you could def- that I can definitely say in, in looking at how Green Bay handles their business from a player standpoint, they put their players, they give them every resource they can in order to try and win games, whether it's, you know, the new cafeteria, all the new stuff that they're doing. Uh, that would be one of the plum jobs uh, for anyone that would, that wants to run a sports franchise. I think Green Bay would be one of the top spots. Uh, and I think Alex wants to ask, ask you a Badger basketball question because that's what we've been talking about mostly. But to the the grades here, the Packers historically do really, really well, uh, and that's not a surprise at all. Uh, I don't know if their thing jumped out to you. I saw the Chargers charged players for their daycare, which is pretty brutal. Uh, but another one was that the Chiefs, who have won you know back to back Super Bowls three out of the last four, their owner got an F minus, uh, and he actually addressed Ooh. it and basically said like. Yeah, we have to update the facilities. I think a big sticking point was he had promised replacement of their locker room, and then they didn't do it this last offseason. So I think that really hurt. But it was just surprising to me because you usually think winning and great organizations go hand in hand, and it seems like it's the on-the-field organization with the Chiefs that's doing really well, but the actual ownership not carrying uh, the torch like Green Bay obviously does. Well, I think that's uh, – you know. Obviously, facilities and amenities that come with that. Uh, the Chiefs are, were probably in a position they're trying to get uh, their stadium redone, and that's a $500 million project. 
So I understand that players now expect the best because they see the money that's coming in. They understand that they're investing in, in players and things like that. So you better, as an organization, be doing just what Green Bay is doing and saying, we're going to give you everything you can and there will be no excuses. We're not going to be where I think Washington was one of the worst, where they had sewage coming out of their pipes and everything else. You do that, players are going to – now they have an avenue to kind of let that be known publicly – so I would guess that even though the Chiefs have won three championships, uh, that's going to be hugely embarrassing to their ownership group, and that's the way things typically get changed. Yep, no doubt about that. Tashi, last one for me. I, I know you mentioned Brian Gutekunst has been Peacock strutting. I imagine you were not doing that last night as the Badgers played on Peacock. I know you're very anti-Peacock, but they lose again on the road, their fifth straight road loss. Where's the panic meter at for this Badgers hoops team for you, Tashi? Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, I, I really felt like uh, middle of the season, you know, the Fort Myers championship down there and what they were doing early in the season, and you know, and the, it felt like this team was really built the right way. And I don't know what has happened over the course of February, but it's been just bad basketball. And it's been a combination of things. I'm sure if it was just one thing, you'd fix it and you move on. But I still trust that there's enough talent that, you can get hot, and there's still enough season left to pick it up, but I don't think any Badger fan can sit here and say that they feel great about where this direction of this team is right now because it's been god-awful for most of the month of February. Mark, uh, we missed you last week. Thanks for hopping on. It was good talking with you. You got it, guys. Uh, that's Mark Tauscher brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton or in Madison, Madison's custom jeweler. So the next time you're looking for something for yourself, for someone that you care about, go to Chalmers Jewelers in Madison or in Middleton. We have Minute to Win It coming up next.